Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. In this episode, I am sharing a live recording of one of my lectures I gave to a group of patients in Sitaram Beach retreat. Many of my patients would ask me how to sustain the healthy lifestyle they are able to follow at Sitaram and how to continue that at home and more than that how not to gain weight and also how to continue the weight loss that started happening during their stay at Sitaram. Kindly ignore the sounds you may hear as it's a live recording and this lecture is followed by a question answer session from the audience which will also be interesting for you. The topics I'm explaining in this lecture includes why mindset is so important for being healthy, the power of routine, importance of exercise, why some people lose weight easily and some don't, and how to avoid overeating and drinking, and how to integrate mindful eating into your daily life, and why weight loss is a mind game. If you are interested in having an ayurvedic consultation to enhance the quality of your health and well-being with me please find the details in the show notes of this episode hope you enjoy this podcast and now we go over to the live recording of the event so today we are talking about uh, many people come and ask me okay while i am staying in sitaram i am having healthy habits it's so easy to follow healthy habits i am not craving anything unhealthy i don't crave for extra sugar tiramisu or i don't need that extra glass of wine but when i go back i am afraid i might get back to unhealthy lifestyle so doctor what to do with that sometimes people ask me even before coming here what's the point in coming and doing this retreat because when i go back i know i'm going to go back to my old unhealthy habits so the best answer i tell them is every time you take shower afterwards you know you're going to get dirty does that mean you stop taking shower it doesn't mean that you know it has to happen at that time and it has to last forever see there are many reasons why some people stay healthy for a long period some people have a yo-yo effect yo-yo effect is like sometimes i am very healthy sometimes i get into extremely unhealthy habits and this this pattern keeps going now one of the reasons for that it is depends on our identity that we associate with ourselves like it's our priority let's say work is your priority if work is your priority how will your life be you know if you have a family function and there is an important work to be done you will say sorry i have this deadline to be finished unless i finish this i am not going to come for this family event and uh, let's say family is your priority and you have a immediate work to be finished what can happen is uh, maybe one day two day you might sacrifice your family to, to get the job done third day fourth day if the boss asks you you have to get the job done you will look for another job because family is the most important thing does that make sense so whatever is your priority will make you decide what your actions are so we have to keep health as our priority usually what happens we assume health can be a priority when we are quite old 
you know when we are 60s or 70s or health is a priority only for old people actually health is a priority whenever you are alive you know no matter what you have be it lot of time lot of good friends lot of money imagine what will happen if you don't have health now imagine you don't have any of these but you have fantastic health i mean that is quite rare because health is also part of all of that together but what i'm saying is imagine you have a good health but even if you don't have all of that you can rebuild to a great extent that is why in ayurveda it is mentioned in order to have a beautiful life okay some people want materialistic goals some people will have spiritual goals whether it is materialistic goals or spiritual goals the foundation is one which is good health even if you want to be a great businessman even if you want to be an enlightened guru or master without health it is not possible because it is in the body that we are reaching there now this foundation is a underlying factor whether you will stay healthy or not some people you know staying healthy is a mindset now when you keep that mindset what happens first thing that will change is your decisions of what you will purchase where you will go to eat the kind of people that you will hang out with all of this will change right you know to kids we will say be careful with whom you hang out with see if you are hanging out with people who are unhealthy there is a high possibility you will also take in their own habits you know there is a research which says if you spend time with a person who is extremely obese there is 57% high chance you will also become obese it's 57% still what i'm saying is at the same time if you spend time with people who are healthy there is a high possibility you will get into that aspect also so the answer to the question how can i sustain this healthy habits that i am learning in sitaram beach retreat is first keep your mindset health is my number one priority whether you have kids whether you have family whether you have whatever it is you know it it all depends on your health that is why when you go in the flight they say that when the air pressure drops first put the mask on yourself and then you put it on somebody else first you have to be alive only then you can help the next person but if you are not alive what's the point maybe you are able to help someone but you know it is not sustainable so that is why for a healthy life health has to become our number one priority everything else can be secondary and some people say no no business is my important thing fine what happens if you are becoming more healthy actually your business will appreciate more okay sometimes people say doctor i cannot give up that filter coffee in the morning that is one thing i will never be able to give up okay if you are having lots of facility maybe you may not be enjoying that coffee or drinking it because of a habit pattern but if you are healthy you will be able to appreciate it more same way with some people say oh i love wine i cannot give up wine if you are healthy you will appreciate it even more see uh, the concept of health is a mind game and that mind game starts with keeping my identity is i am healthy some people have this identity i want to be known as a, a very good artist i want to be known as a great singer i want to be known as a 
very good businessman. We all will have that kind of an identity how the world wants to see me. But the identity is we need to keep that. I want to see the world, I want the world to see me as someone who is very healthy and fit. So, once we have that underlying factor, then whatever I say rest will become much easier to follow. Otherwise, you know, there is a st statement, you cannot bring the horse to the, you know, you can only bring the horse to the water, but you cannot make it drink. But there is one thing we missed in that story. We forgot to make that horse thirsty. So, what we are doing here is we are making you thirsty about what it means to be healthy. Because once you become healthy, once you reach that state of healthy, you do not want to give it up, you know, you want to sustain this. So, sometimes people, you know, when they come for my consultations with me, they say that, doctor, I want to lose weight. So, when I ask them, why do you want to lose weight? They say, oh, you know, in the next month, my close relative's wedding is going to happen and I have to dress up really well for that and there is going to be a lot of food also and I also want to show up in my best self. Then I tell them, this is a big trap. Usually what happens is, they cram their life with, no, I am going to fast to death. Maybe I will not eat. Uh, they will read about intermittent fasting. They will read about juice detox. And then they will come and say, okay, I have seven days. Can I lose 10 kilos? That is the kind of thing. You know, sometimes you give the reply. Just because you have nine women doesn't mean you can produce a baby in one month. You know, you, you, it takes that time. So, once they have the idea that I want to lose weight just because of this wedding, then they lose that game. Because what will happen? They will lose some weight here. And then the wedding party comes, they will eat with both the hands. And it will all come back and they say, dieting is not for me. I have tried it so long, doctor. Dieting is not for me. No matter what I do, I tried exercise, I tried dieting, I tried eating less. No, I will not lose weight. See, one thing we have to understand. What goes inside our body is only through our mouth. It doesn't come via airdrop or Bluetooth, right? It goes through the mouth. Some people, what happens is, it stays longer in their body than the others. Now, why is it that some, in some people, the food is staying longer in their body? Why is the fat a little longer in the body? Now, that is one thing we need to understand. See, our brain is a 200,000 year old organ. So, when the brain was evolving, at that point of time, nature designed every time the energy source was from anything that which is sweet, anything that which is salty and anything that which is fatty in nature. So, if, if you see something sweet, you want to consume as much as possible. If you see something salty, you want to consume as much as possible. If you see something fatty, you want to consume as much as possible because that is where your energy reserves will come to you. And that is what the food companies understand and they try to add it artificially so you get addicted to it. So, what we are talking about, when our brain feels there is a trouble, what does it need? It needs energy. It needs energy to solve the problems, right? If some wild animal is running after you, you have to run and escape. In order to run and escape, you need energy for that. So, in ancient times, availability of sweet food was very less, very limited. You know, you might have to climb the tree to get the fruits and these fruits were even seasonal. Or you need to get the honey, even getting the honey was not so easy. Today you just press the button, it comes to your doorstep, the most delicious food. 
So, when you are having access to such unhealthy food for a long period, we naturally tend to get into that trap. And our brain, there is a limit how much our willpower can work. Some people say willpower is limited. You know, sometimes the cravings can be so much, willpower will not work. You know, that is why people say fasting or dieting will not work. You, you, you see the word diet, the, what is the first three letters? D-I-E, die. Because if you try to deprive your body, what happens is later you will tend to binge eat more. So, the idea is we have to change why our body is craving these unhealthy food in the first place. Unless we change that cravings, it is not going to uh, have a sustainable benefit. So, like we said, the first step of healthy living is having the mindset, I have to be healthy. The second thing is, look how your environment is. Is it too much tempting? So, in, you know, in Bhagavad Gita, it is mentioned, we have to be like a turtle. Now, what does a turtle do? The moment it sees some attack happening, it withdraws all its extremities. So, it does not have to, it has its covering shield. Now, recently there was a study done on people who are exposed to uh, temptations, how their willpower is going to come. So, they were trying to understand what is the difference between people who are having discipline and people who are not having any discipline. Does it have something to do with willpower? Like, uh, is the willpower the determination, the reason behind why some people are disciplined and why some people are not? And what they found out, the willpower is constant in both of them, but the only difference with people who are disciplined is, they avoid going to places or exposing themselves to certain situations where such temptations will come, which is quite the same thing what the Gita is saying. You know. The, don't expose yourself because once you expose, you know, you have to use your nervous energy. How am I going to deal with that? How am I going to stop with that? So, that does not mean you have to go and live in a cave. The idea is be conscious. You know, if you, uh, that is why here we do not provide buffet because the moment you have buffet, you will be, you will not be sitting, you will be getting up. How can I finish it fast? Oh my God, there is so much of food available. How am I going to do that? And if you come here and if we have a buffet, then the purpose of coming here is lost. It's like going to Las Vegas to have a uh, de-addiction for gambling, you know. It doesn't work that way. So, let us talk about some of the techniques, how to protect ourselves from getting into unhealthy habits. We spoke about sugar, salt and fat. Sugar is such a powerful addiction there is a part in our brain called as nucleus accumbens. Nucleus accumbens is a part in our brain which is called as the reward circuit. The same reward circuit when you, when somebody drinks alcohol, somebody takes narcotic drugs, somebody does gambling, this part is activated. The same part is activated when you consume sugar. Now, what is happening with sugar? The moment you consume sugar, trust me, your willpower goes to a toss. There is a very limited possibility that you can, uh, you know, enforce your willpower to stop it, unless you have kept some checks. Keeping those checks, one is, you know, 
uh, when I have food at my home, my mother, she has a technique. All the healthy food, she will keep it abundant in the table. The unhealthy ones which are so tasty, what she will do, she will just keep little bit and the other you will have to go and climb some Himalayan mountain to get it. So what happens is out of sight, out of mind. Don't try to use your willpower when the sugar is in front. Don't try it. Maybe you might win it, but on the long run, you will give it up. So a wise person do not waste his energy fighting that temptation. He just avoids that place in the first place. If you are having issues with salty food, if you are having issues with junk food, avoid going to that places. And if at all uh, going to that place, make it a point that I am only going to have little bit. See, there is a study done. When people eat food in small plates, their ability to eat less goes high. Their ability to eat less goes high. I am not saying they can eat more. They feel, see, our brain is designed in such a way that whenever you get food, eat as much as possible. Because there was a time when we never knew when the next food is going to come. Because that's how it was, you know, uh, it was like wild animals. We never knew when the next hunt will come, when I can eat next. So whenever food was there, we were trained to eat more. And the same brain that was in the tribal times, 200,000 years ago, we are having the same brain, but only difference is now we have Swiggy and Uber Eats and fast food that is coming so quick. And our body is not designed to consume so much of food. And that is why in Ayurveda, the diseases are classified into two types, diseases of malnourishment and diseases of overconsumption. Diseases of malnourishment is very easy to treat. Somebody is having anemia, give them some iron supplement. Somebody is having vitamin D deficiency, get some sun or take some uh, iron, uh, you know, vitamin D supplements. What if your uric acid levels are high? You cannot get it out. What if your lipid profile, your cholesterol or triglycerides are high? You cannot get it out just by a pill. What if your sugar levels are high? You cannot empty it. There is a limit how much the body can empty it out. Today, very rarely or not even rarely, we don't hear people, oh, somebody died because he didn't have food. When was the last time you heard it? Unless you read it in history books, right? Today you hear he died because he got a heart attack. He died because he got a stroke. He died because of some kind of an issue because of overconsumption. That is why today we are having problems because of abundance, not problems because of scarcity. That is why healthy living is all about how to live where you don't have to fight with temptations. So keep that as a number one rule. If you have a fantastic chef at home, advise them don't cook too much food. Cook as much as you want. And, and if you see, today we are consuming food more for gastronomic reasons than for energy requirements. You know, gastronomic needs means, you know, I am eating it more for the entertainment part, not for meeting my energy requirement. And why we are having that is, you know, food is such a powerful distraction. You know, it makes us feel safe. When you eat food, you feel I am going to have energy to deal with something. So every time you eat, 
we were talking about why some people are holding on to the food longer, why some people are not holding on to it. If you overeat, what happens? We are putting more calories inside, more food inside and the body has to process it. Some people you will see even though you give little food, it will last longer in their body than some other people, it will go little. Some people say, I have no idea how this guy is so slim. He eats like crazy but we don't know where that food is going. And some people they look at food they put on the weight. You know that statement, once on lips forever on the hips. The reason by why these two types of categories exist is, you know when we had the lockdown, especially in United States and uh, all the countries where they use toilet paper, everybody started stocking toilet paper, they never knew when the next thing will happen, or when the next supply will come. So if you are having an irregular routine in eating food, then the body will tend to store food because we never know when the next food will come. See, a relaxed body, when I say relaxed, please do understand it is not talking about entertainment for your mind. I am talking about when the muscles and your nervous system are relaxed, that is when our body processes fat and eliminates toxins much faster than when you are stressed. Whenever you eat irregular timings, you are sending a message to your nervous system, something is not correct. And the, when the body feels things are not coming on time, it feels there is an emergency like situation. So whenever the food comes to me, I am going to store it. See body has an intelligence which is beyond our logic. So every time you eat in a different times, in a unhealthy times without following a routine, you are sending a message to the body that there is an emergency, please store as much as you can. You start eating on a regular time and then see the difference. The same food, your body will process it better. But when I say this, so that does that mean I can eat more and eat, uh, eat the same time? So some people ask me, should I eat on time or should I eat only when I am hungry? You know, this, these are two schools of thoughts. So according to Ayurveda, both are partially correct, but the real right answer is you have to be hungry on time. So when do we become hungry on time? When we have a routine. So you, you know you need to create a routine for your internal metabolism in such a way that you get hungry before breakfast, you get hungry before lunch and you get hungry before dinner. When you are following these three things, then when you consume it on time and when you consume judiciously, that is when the body stops holding on to the fat because the body feels safe. I feel there is enough food, I do not have to keep on holding on to it. You know, once we had a gentleman coming from Russia and he came with a handbag and all he had was a handbag and clothes for three days, that is all he had. Usually when people come for three weeks and he is coming for a three week treatment, usually when people come for three weeks, they come with a huge la uh, baggage. And especially some ladies, they need one cupboard just for the cosmetics uh, and different types of clothes for morning, lunch, uh, dinner, different kinds of things. And people wonder what is there here. You just need to have, uh, but sometimes, you know, they need to bring clothes. When they go back, it's extreme winter, so they need to carry that also. So this gentleman, he's coming just with a handbag with just three clothes for, 
So I was wondering why is he like that? Usually, you know, our mind goes to is he poor? You know, that's the first thing. But if he's poor, he cannot come to a place like this all the way from there. And then uh, he used to say, it is actually poor people who try to carry as many things as possible because they are constantly doubting when they will be able to get it. The same me mentality goes to our body. When we are holding on to too many things, the body feels, oh my God, so I will have to store as much food as possible. So fat is a storage mechanism, but at the same time, if you are having too much fat, it is like your energy reserve, but you cannot use it. It is like you have lots of money in your account, but you forgot your ATM pin card. That is what the best example for excess fat in our body. Now, what makes this fat process? It all depends. First thing I told you, it is the routine in your life. If there is one thing that will help to increase your metabolism, increase your energy levels, increase your thinking capacity, bring routine into your life. Now, routine for two things. One is your sleep. The next one is hungry on time and then eating on time. Once you bring this, and then see what will change. And when it comes to weight loss, weight loss is not a temporary game. It's a rest of the life game. You don't want to be uh, rich just for one day or one week. You want to be rich for the rest of your life. Same way, I want to stay healthy and fit for the rest of my life. So it should not be like, a, I want to do it so fast. The moment you put a date and a timeline and when you keep on checking, the, sometimes some people tell, I don't want to get on the weighing machine. The moment I see that, I get anxious. And especially some people, they have the habit of eating more when they get anxious because the moment they get anxious, when they eat, they feel safe. So when they step on the weighing scale and they see the numbers are not going down, that will create a lot of problems for them. So we have to keep a six months plan, minimum six months plan to have a change. Now, when we keep the six months plan, don't expect a very fast, quick result in the first few days or weeks. Just focus on, I am hungry on time, I am eating on time. So, in order to be hungry on time, the first thing that we have to do is eat only when you are hungry. When you are eating after your hunger, don't overeat. There is a statement, if you love to eat, eat little so you live long enough to eat a lot. Overconsumption is the biggest killer today. People are dying because of overconsumption. Why I keep repeating it is just to feed it in your head, making the horse thirsty to be healthy. And once you create that routine, stick to that routine. Sticking to that routine is your biggest thing. And like I said in the first, once you keep health as your priority, you know, one of my friend, his priority is no matter what happens, wherever he goes, he wants to work out. So every time he looks for a hotel, you know, some people say free Wi-Fi, some people say uh, bar, some people say I want swimming pool. His first selection is, does this hotel has a gymnasium? Only then, only such hotels will come to him. Same way, once you keep this, you will start looking for such places. And sometimes, you know, uh, partners of who are into alcohol or binge eating, they said, let's not go to that hotel, that hotel has a bar. If that hotel has a bar, there is high possibility that that person will end up there. So, avoiding such places is so crucial for our own benefit. 
Now, when we talk about what is what it means to eat little, you know, some people say, does it mean I have to deprive myself? According to Ayurveda, the food we consume, let us say our capacity to eat is four. First part is just for the solid food, second part is for the liquid, third part is for the gas and the fourth part is just empty space. That is when you are able to process it properly. You know, in some companies, they say that in order to enhance the quality, they started following a policy called as just in, just out. We are not cows. You know what's the power of cows? They can eat a lot and when the time comes, they can regurgitate and start chewing it. Same way, let us remember there is tomorrow, there is going to be day after tomorrow, there is going to be enough days. Eat just for your energy for the next 3-4 hours. You know, no matter how much you eat, tomorrow you are going to be hungry again. You cannot eat for the next 3-4 days at a time. You know, like how we store oil or toilet paper, things like that. So, once we understand that, keep that storage very little in front of you. Little food, smaller plate. You know, f when people come here, the first two days they feel, oh my God, such little food, how am I going to survive for two weeks here? But after first day, second day, third day, they realize, now I feel absolutely fine. See, that is how we train our body for that. You know, some people say, when I have alcohol, my cravings for sugar will go up. My cravings for overeating will go up. The reason is, alcohol is what? It's sugar. So, when you consume sugar more, the body tends to take more sugar. And at the same time, alcohol increases your appetite for a certain period of time. In general, today, sugar is considered one of the greatest poisons of our times. And if you mix sugar plus water, what you get is glue. You know, anything that which is sweet in nature, it is always sticky. The more sticky food you consume, the more your body becomes slow, the more your metabolism will suffer. So, and on the other hand, we also have to understand if you are addicted to sugar, don't go cold turkey. Cold turkey means don't go to the other extreme that I am not going to look at sugar at all. That will create more problems because our body has a problem called as withdrawal symptoms. You know what is withdrawal symptoms? Like the best example is to give the examples of alcoholics. The first time they take alcohol, they just need like 30 ml or 60 ml and they feel very high. Second day, third day, they need more and more and more and the time comes where they need like half a bottle. And then suddenly you tell this person you should not take it anymore. There is a high possibility that person will have some problems in the body. They feel low, they feel energy is going down, they are not able to sleep on time. They miss that excitement. See that excitement is something that we train. Once that excitement happens, then you are addicted to it. You want to keep on doing that all the time. The secrets of healthy people is, they don't train their body to reach that excitement. They keep that excitement as minimal as possible. You know, if you eat a lot of sweets, you need more and more sweet to appreciate the sweet. Or unless you eat some other taste and then you can appreciate the sweet more. So, once you have an addiction issue with so much of sweet, then don't go cold turkey. Take it little by little. 
give yourself okay i am going to give myself 2 weeks and slowly i am going to bring it down and then avoid unhealthy sugars go for natural sugars and then slowly bring it down to uh, very healthy sugars maybe instead of uh, refined white sugar you can use honey or you can use palm sugar but even when you add palm sugar put little bit so that you can appreciate it the problem is our palates always change with the consumption that we do if you eat one teaspoon of sugar within 2 hours you might need two teaspoons to appreciate the same taste that is a problem because the body has a saturation level our ability to not increase that saturation is the secret of staying healthy you know sometimes they say doctor after i come for a panchakarma when i go back just one glass of wine i am done this is the best uh, you know expenditure strategy that i have done then i tell them that is fine but don't get back to your old habits again you know be as judicious as possible in your consumption and and usually when people are consuming too much be it food be it sugar they are actually consuming it mindlessly they are actually not appreciating it you know you are eating it it's a mindless entertainment instead of that learn to appreciate food with complete attention to it as if you know this is the last meal of your day or last meal of your life how would you eat it you eat it with all your attention and when you appreciate all your senses then the need for more food will just come down like one of the other technique is to reduce the food portion in, in front of you reduce the size of your plate and don't cook too much food cook only what is important so once you don't have you don't want to go and cook more and eat you know out of sight is again out of mind so keep as little as possible even if you have hab- habits of taking too much of dessert keep very little or if you have habits of taking wine keep very little and say this is all i'm going to take not more see whenever we are able to practice judiciously consumption judiciously consuming that is one of the most beautiful ways we will appreciate life but the problem with our mind sometimes we can go to extremes our duty is to create an environment where such extremes do not happen when you follow this technique and then when you exercise that is when the exercise will have its benefits sometimes people say you know i do lot of exercise but still my i don't know where this is staying it is not going away at all see uh, weight loss is mindset what goes inside your mouth and exercise and also your sleep hygiene ancient times our brain designed in such a way that if you are staying late at night we are sending a message to the brain that there is some threat happening you know in ancient times we never stayed awake there was no light after edison invented the bulb we all are taught to stay awake at night and every time we stay late at night our body feels there is some insecurity going on every time there is insecurity we tend to store fat so that is why sleep hygiene is so important so eating less sleep hygiene then you have exercise and at the same time you also have to find something passionate in your life you know sometimes people say when i when i was in love with some person i didn't have such cravings you know why because that good hormones are already released 
some people call it the honeymoon effect at that time they don't want to eat so much of uh, unhealthy food and same way when you find something passionate about that you are looking forward to do this will help to avoid unhealthy consumption because your body is already feeling good the reason why we are going for that sugar is we want to feel good we feel that consuming that will make us feel good but later it is making us feel so bad we feel heavy we feel tired we feel lethargic and we feel bloated so in order to change that fall in love with some hobby that makes you happy and then you look forward to do that and one thing when it comes to exercise in ayurveda the word for how much exercise a person can do is called as ardha shakti ardha shakti means you have to work out half of your strength if you are doing over exercise and if you are feeling tired after that you are overdoing it it has to take little by little start in a slow manner and then you slowly improve on your exercise that is when it is you are able to really benefit from that and see when you follow all of this put together that is when you don't have to worry about weight loss you know your healthy weight will naturally become a by product within 3 4 months and then you will have good hormones good immune system and people will start looking at you and saying what happened to you you look so healthy and then you reinforce that identity and then you want to keep on maintaining that so once you get into that rhythm then it's very difficult to come out because you want to hold on to it because nothing feels so good like feeling healthy so when you leave from here raid your refrigerator empty the stuff that is not there and whenever you go shopping don't buy those instant sugary stuff and uh, if you have a bar at home limit it as much as possible because out of sight is out of mind keeps these things in because nothing feels great like being healthy and there is a lot of ways to enjoy life other than consumption you know when somebody says i am diabetic and it is there in my family if it is type 1 it is genetic if it is type 2 what that person is saying is i live in a family where we love to eat we have a great eating culture and we love sugar and this culture has been followed because we are great imitators we love to do what others are doing you know that is what this genetics in another way we are talking about so first thing change your mindset health is the most important thing and then the rest is we redesign our environment avoid going to places where you will overeat avoid being with people who have unhealthy habits you can be with them but when they get into that unhealthy habit disconnect yourself from that pattern and then you will see that you, you know you have a better energy you will start feeling you know the self esteem will go up so any questions Okay so th- this is a question if i am traveling and i have a routine of eating and somehow the food that i am usually used to eat is not available remember what we said 
you have to be hungry on time. The, the reason why we say hungry on time is, if you eat when you are not hungry, we tend to store more food, which is more than what we can digest and process. So let's say you skip breakfast, you got up very late and you have to go to work and you are late. There is a high possibility because we are starving, we are fasting the break, I mean the breakfast, we tend to eat what is available and especially if you had a high intense meeting, so you have to make a lot of decisions, then we tend to crave for a lot more sugar because sugar makes us more energetic or more coffee. So at that time, if the only options that you have is very unhealthy stuff, it is better to avoid that. Nothing wrong happens by fasting. You wait till the real next meal happens. Or plan your day in such a way that if something is not going to be available for breakfast, have some fruits which eat something so that you are going to be hungry by the next meal time. So that's the, see, what is to eat? See, nutrition is the most controversial topic. Even God is not so controversial. The same author who wrote a book on nutrition, he will come up with a new edition saying, sorry, my previous edition was wrong. I found something new. And in Ayurveda, it is mentioned, it is not what you eat. It is what you digest. See, if our digestion is fantastic, even if we eat something unhealthy to a great extent, we can process. But if our digestion is weak, even if we eat the most healthiest to a, to a great extent, we will have troubles. So, once you follow this routine, your digestion will pick up. And of course, the best guidelines for your nutrition is how do you feel, not while you eat, after you eat. After you eat, are you feeling heavy, lethargic, tired, then that food is not good. Or maybe you are overeating or you are eating fast. Eat slow, eat mindfully and eat in such a way that you will be hungry for the next meal. That's the best. And Try to connect with that food. How do you feel with this food? Is this food helping me gain energy or it is making me just have a entertainment? Let us, uh, the question is, there is a statement, you are what you eat. How do you justify that? And the question is, it's not just about health. Does it also change our emotions? Is that correct? Have you seen people with hangover? How do they behave? Next morning, they feel very moody or grumpy. Some people are tired, lethargic. And that is a consumption of something, a beverage. Sometimes the food you eat, if it is too heavy, you are going to feel tired. And what is health? Health is energy. And energy is what? Coming from the food we eat. So, if the food we are eating, if it is going to make you tired, you are going to be a tired person. If the food you eat, it's going to make you feel light and energetic, you're going to be that person. So when you're energetic, let's say you are very low in your energy, a small problem will appear like a big problem. When you are super energetic, even if a big problem comes, you feel I can handle that. So our energy has a lot to do with the food we eat. So that way, your ability to respond to problems will also change. So, in Vedic science, we have this concept of Rajasic food, Tamasic food and Sattvic food. Sattvic food is like it is helping you to uh, be very neutral. Rajasic food, it brings a lot of aggression. And Tamasic food, it makes you very lazy and dumb. The best way to understand, more the expiry date of the food, 
more tamasic it will be. Less the expiry date if you are taking it live and eating it to a great extent the sattvic or the prana of that food is very high. The more nature made better, the more artificial ingredients it need not be sattvic in nature. So, that is one way to look at it. Okay, see junk foods, why do we call it junk? There is no just other than just filling up on cheating your hunger, it is not giving you any benefit. So, after you eat some pizza with lot of cheese and a lot of bread and uh, they put lot of sweetening agents, artificial agents, artificial tasting uh, things and once you consume that you are tricking your body just for the taste palate. And afterwards you feel what is happening to my body, I do not have the same energy that I used to have. So, those are see our ability is not about having an instant hike in our energy, we are talking about marathon running not about a sprint. How is my energy in the next 3, 4 hours, not immediately when I take that coffee. So, all of these things has to be considered. If the meat that you are consuming, uh, okay, I am a vegetarian, but if the meat you are consuming it, if it is stored for over 1 week, if it is plastic wrap, they are definitely going to inject lot of preservatives. And what is preservatives? It is anti-life, so that no life comes into it. And that is going into your body also. So, definitely what goes inside your body, you are becoming that, right? Why do we say somebody, somebody had a liver transplant and they say that there are some characteristics of that person showing up and we are eating livers of animals, we are eating gut of some animal, we are eating the meat of some animal. Those animals also has an emotion and has an energy and that energy also you are imbibing into it. So, that is the choice, you know, once uh, for this question, uh, you are what you eat. So, if you eat unhealthy food, you will become unhealthy. There was a very twist in this understanding, he said that the problem is not that you are eating unhealthy food, the problem is your need for unhealthy food is what is unhealthy in you. So, unless we are able to change that need, it is not going to have a sustainable result. I think we can disperse for sleep. I think people are falling asleep. Fantastic. <laughs> Good night. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, share and review us. This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing. If you wish to know more about my work, please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an Ayurveda treatment or authentic Panchakarma therapy, please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com.